What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 98 of the 1% Podcast. I got a little bit uh, different of an interview today, so I will let Matt Matt take the floor. Yeah, Hunter, how's it going? Um, happy to be on here. The tables have turned today, and I'm actually interviewing Hunter, uh, which I'm excited about. Um, we came up with this idea recently. Hunter completed his marathon in Dallas on December 10th. Um, we're going to get into a little bit about that, talk about some preparation, uh, talk about how it was during the run, and then maybe some some post stuff as well. So excited about it. Yep, I'm excited too. And Matt's got his own half marathon that he's doing in Las Vegas in February. So we're definitely going to have to talk about that as well. But uh, I'm going out there with him to run the half marathon. I'm pumped for you as well. Big, first big race for you. And uh, I'm excited to get into this. Hopefully, uh, so whatever I can say can help anybody run in a marathon and or hopefully help you with your preparation and training too because it is a lot of mental and not necessarily all physical. So I'm excited to get into it for a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I uh, got some, some questions written down for you here starting out um, just with some, some preparation stuff here. So um, for those of the people that are listening who have not trained for a marathon, how long did you actively train in preparation? So good question. So that, I think it differs for a lot of people, but I was not running at all before my marathon. So I took a little bit more time and I trained for about six months. So I didn't run a single mile from January to June. And when June started, we started running uh, June, July, August, September, October, November into December race was the 10th. So I started June 1st, I believe, um, and just started with slow, slow mileage. And then, um, we went on to, you know, picking it up in July, August, September. Um, and then the peak months were October and a little bit in November. So, you know, probably 30 to 40 miles in June. So not like a ton of distance, but not anything that's like slacking. I, you know, I think that's a pretty decent amount of mileage. Um, so yeah, a long, long winded answer, but six months. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and, and how many days a week were you running while you were training on a five, 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 days. five days a week. But I will say some Mondays I would wake up and my legs would be wrecked from my long run on the weekend. And if they were, then I was like, all right, since I'm running five days a week, my normal training was four days. So I probably, there were, I looked at the training. So we did five runs per week for 20 weeks. So it was a hundred runs. I probably took off six to eight runs throughout the hundred runs. So on the training program, I there were eight days probably where I didn't do anything where I pushed the run to a different day because okay. my legs were sore. Well, I mean, dude, for six months, that's, that's crazy. Only eight days where you pushed. Yeah. Um, did you have, did you come up with a goal early on, like before you started training or was that like after a couple months, hey, I want to hit this amount of time, you know, speed wise. Yeah. So great question. I, when I went and started, I was doing it with Michael, my buddy who, you know, went out to Leadville to try the Leadville 100. He's done, you know, Ironman, all that stuff. So he's a big endurance guy. And I told him, I'm like, Hey, I want to do three thirty Cause if I'm going to do a marathon, number one, I want to get off my feet as soon as possible. I don't want to be out there for five fucking hours, you yeah. know? And then I also was just like, I think that's a good goal. I don't know why 3.30 was in my mind, probably because I did my half, my second half marathon in under an hour 45, which was the goal there. So I was like, if I can do that, I just got to double it and I can beat that time. So that was the reasoning for the 3.30. But I mean, it was, it was crazy apparently, and I'm not a big runner, but I, I think, you know, obviously it, I'm not trying to speak out of turn here, but I think that's a pretty damn good time. Like I finished a hundredth in, in the men's category. I finished in the top 9% for the race and I've never run. I'm not a runner. 
Yeah. I mean, I guess now I kind of am, but yeah. So the goal was just 3:30, and I was like, I'm just going to send it. And if I can't do 3:30, I can't do it, and I just finished the marathon in under four hours. But I had my mind set on 3:30 for the last six months. So I'm, I'm running some quick math here. So that would be on average eight minutes or less. 7:58 was the time. Yeah. That's per abso- mile. Absolutely wild. Did you uh, did you keep record? Do you know how many miles you ran from for that six month time period while you were training? 577. 577. Yeah. So that I was, was before the race, and then after the race, I was at like 613 because 577 plus the 26. That is wild. I, I'm gonna have to Google after this podcast and find out how far that is from from Atlanta, Georgia. What distances you could get? That's pretty crazy. Probably <laughs> run to Rosemary. Yeah. In 600 miles. Yeah. That's that's nuts. Um, all right. So, so while you were uh, prepared, what was the most difficult part of your training? I think the, the long runs for the training because <clears throat> like not only is it on Saturday is when all the long runs are. So you have to make sure that you're disciplined on Friday night. That's when everybody goes out. We're going to dinners with friends. I'm the only one not drinking. You know, I'm having to be like, that's the hardest part is like changing your lifestyle to accomplish a goal that you want to accomplish. So my whole thing is all the books we read and, you know, the leadership and development stuff is a long goal. So I can, I can sacrifice a couple nights out drinking with friends where I'm drinking water and guess what everybody it saves you a thousand dollars over the course of six months, not drinking when you go out. So there's benefits to it, but you just have to have the long goal in mind of like, Hey, I'm doing this for a bigger reason. And I'm not just trying to do this to wing it. Like if I'm going to do something at this point in my life, I'm going a hundred percent. I'm not doing anything half ass. Um, so definitely not drinking, um, on certain occasions where friends were going out or we were at parties and I wasn't drinking or watching an Alabama game and I wasn't drinking. Like that's always tough. Um, but the long runs when I got to like October, November, every run on Saturday was in a row for like eight weeks, it was 13 miles, then 15, then 16, then 17, then 18, then 19. And then I was supposed to do 21, but I didn't do the 21. I did 15. And then I did 17, 15, 13, 10 race. So over the course of like eight Saturdays, I ran like 150 miles. And so that's just a grind having to wake up at like 6 a.m. on a Saturday when you know everybody else is either hungover, sleeping in, or whatever they're doing, and you have to run for three hours. Like, that's just, it's not fun to be yeah. completely honest. I didn't enjoy that part, but I also knew that, like, if I did the things that I said I was going to do and that I was supposed to do, that I could accomplish the goal. So that's just why I did it. How long How long did you not drink prior to the race? A was month. There, it was a full month. Yeah, it was four, four weeks. Four, so, okay. yeah, it was from, I had a wedding on November 14th. Uh, which was a Saturday. I drank there and then I did not drink again until December 10th, the day of the race after the race was over. Okay. Awesome. Um, what was your ultimate goal with the marathon? Was it just hitting that three thirty, or did you have some kind of, yeah, I mean like I just, uh, that, and I think just like proving to people that if you put your mind to something, you can do it. I didn't, I'm not a runner. Like I want to inspire people to hopefully get better and like influence people in a positive way. Like I sent you a, a picture the other day from Patrick Ben David to you know, on Instagram. It was like the way you can build a massive organization is by having a ton of people positively peer pressure other people, which I was like, that's awesome. Cause that's like the kind of life I'm trying to live is to positively peer pressure other people into doing things. Yeah. Um, that may challenge them. And so I just figured, look, if I can do it, someone who's a bulkier guy, who's not a runner, who doesn't necessarily enjoy running, if I can put my mind to it and do something hard like that, then hopefully I can inspire other people to do it. And number two, I can make my five cold calls to people during the week if I can run a fucking marathon. You know, like it's proving something to myself to make everything else in my life easier. I love that. I love that. And just talking about the positive peer pressure, you succeeded 
in positively pressuring me to run this half marathon, which I'm not a runner either. So. Yeah, and I'm excited for you. Yeah. And also, with that being said, <clears throat> now there's like seven other people in the office yes. doing it because yeah. you're doing it. Right. So you're positively peer pressuring them. Yeah. I positively peer, peer pressured you when they're like, oh, Matt's signing up for the half marathon. Heck yeah, that's awesome. I'll do it as well. Now we've got freaking a crew of 10 people that are running this race awesome. because you decided to sign up. If you didn't decide to sign up, nobody else would be doing it. I'm, I'm pumped about it. I'm you know what I mean? Though, like you're the one positively peer pressuring people at this point. And, so. and for the record, my goal is not to run eight minute miles on mine. I'm just trying to finish it. And uh, but like having a goal is a goal, and then you accomplish that sure. goal, and then it's satisfying because guess what? My first half marathon, that was my goal was to finish. Yeah, I did yeah. it in like two hours and one minute. And then the next time I'm like, okay, I think I can do eight minute miles. Yeah, and I did yeah. it in an hour 43. And then you up that to a mer- Like it's like small steps, it takes a long time. But that's why I just have tried to have like the foresight to have the long vision instead of just wanting shit tomorrow. Yeah. Cause yeah. I do want it tomorrow, but I know that the work takes way longer than tomorrow. I love it. I love it. And, and just somebody who's around you probably more than anyone other than your fiance. Yeah. Um, watching you, I mean, we're at events, you're holding off on drinking. I mean, I know you're telling me, man, I got to get up in the morning and do it and you're doing it. Um, that was, that was pretty cool to watch in real time. But it's also cool to have an accountability partner like you. Cause I always talk about that, but like as, as my business partner and as someone that I come to see every single day, if I tell you that I'm going to do that and then I decide that, uh, you know, like I don't have to do that. I couldn't walk in here with such a positive attitude and be like, I'm just lying to not only you, but to myself, to Nina, to whoever that I say I'm going to do yeah. these things, to Michael, who spent plenty of time creating this training program for me, because it's definitely not easy, but it's like, but I owe it to other people as well. So, I mean, that's, that was the mindset behind it. I love it. I love it. So, um, now you've prepared for six months. One, you're in Dallas, you've flown out to Dallas. Uh, it's the day of the race. How what are you feeling? Are you, how jacked up are you? It was like it was game day for football. Like yeah. I was back in the the mindset. Like I had the adrenaline rush, like crazy. Like I'm ready to run through a fucking wall. Like when I woke up, we woke up at six o'clock. <clears throat> I fired out of bed. I was just like, this is the day that you've spent six months of your life, and I spent over eighty four hours running to train wow. for the marathon. So that is wow. three and a half days. Wow. So if I'm going to spend that much of my time on something, I'm going to accomplish the damn goal. Yeah. So that was the mindset is, hey, I'm going to prep and do everything possible to where I'm in the right headspace, the right mind space to get this done. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So race kicks off. You run. Did you, I mean, did you feel good? Were you like, this is. Felt all, it okay. felt springy as shit. So okay. on, on Saturday we did a two mile shakeout yeah. and I was like, I'm doing it. Like yeah. when I got done with the shakeout, I was like, legs feel good. Everything feels good. Like, I'm just like, I'm ready to rock and roll. And so one of the cool stories that I'll say about the marathon is when I was running, like the group of people that do these things, they're all positive people. They all want to positively impact other people. Like it's a very cool community in the running space. And so as I was running for the first seven miles, I met up with some guy named Carson Bird. I couldn't end up finding him on social media. So if somehow he listens to this, this, (laughs) shout out to you. Um, But he went to Oklahoma first half marathon so there's a marathon and a half marathon we both started at the same time so the half marathon just broke off at mile seven where the marathon kept going and then we did a loop around the lake and then we got back to the mile seven marker and then it was six miles to the finish yeah so that's how the whole course was set up so anyway this kid's running his first marathon he's like my goal is two hours and i'm like fuck that your goal is now one hour 45 we're sticking together you're going quickly and you feel good 
So it was cool to me to like be able to push him because he's yeah. like, I'll catch you at the finish line. I'm going for 145 when we split off. So I'm like, go get it, dude. And then after that, I met up with another guy at mile 11 when we were running the lake because we just kept passing each other back and forth. And I tapped him on the shoulder and I'm like, dude, sorry to bother you, but like, what's your goal? He was like, it was four hours. Now it's 330. I'm like, hell yeah, me too. We're sticking together. So for 15 miles, me and him probably said a total of like 15 sentences to get to each other for 15 miles. So like two and a half hours or so, or maybe around two hours. And, um, he pushed me so hard and I pushed him so hard. So we both met up at the finish line. He did under three, three thirty as well. And we both, I met his parents afterwards. Like it was very cool to just like meet somebody. He's from Dallas. Name was Ben. I didn't catch his last name, but, um, without him, I don't think I would have done it. And I think he could say the same for me. That's awesome, dude. You got all these people that have been preparing for six to eight months. Yeah. And they're out there and you it's guys crazy. are pushing each it's other. It's all like-minded people too. So it's like, hey, you want to do this? Like, let's hop in together and let's roll. That's giving me chills. Um, all right. So uh, another question for you. So any, did you have any injuries, pain? Like, would you feel great the entire time or did anything happen to where you had to fight through it? So I felt very good. The only, so the scariest part was about two weeks before the race, I started running one morning and I just like could not breathe. And so my back was really, really hurting. And so I went to the chiropractor to see if they could like help fix me and my rib in my back, like in my rib cage was popped out of place per the chiropractor. So like, I'm not a huge believer in chiropractors because they just want you to see them again. But my back hurt like a mother. Yeah. Like it was not, it did not feel good. I couldn't breathe. Like it, it, I couldn't work out lifting weights very well. So they popped it back into place. It felt good. That didn't give me any issues. So that was one of my big mental hurdles before the race was like, I hope my back does not mess me up. Cause that's just like, I, that's not an excuse that I'm willing to use, but like it was very much in the back of my head. Like this could ruin my whole race. Um, but get out there, feel so good. Like when you're out there on the course, like I didn't even feel like I was actually running into like mile 10 or 12 because of just the adrenaline and everything that was pumping. But then when I got to mile 18 was when it was uphill from 18 to 21. So you're running downhill towards the lake from mile seven to 10. And that's the uphill to get from 18 to 21. And then you got five miles left where the half marathon split off from you down through the city center. So the two things was mentally when I'm at my half marathon point, so my 13.1 miles, we're rounding the lake and I look up and I see the skyline of Dallas and it looks so far away. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm like, I hope that's Fort Worth because that is so far. Away. <laughs> I don't know where we're going, but I hope that's not it. Yeah. It ended up being where we were going. So I was like, I had to mentally get over like that. So yeah, I had to mentally get over that. Like that's so damn far. But um, then when I get to 18, we're going uphill. Cabs are burning. I'm tired. I can feel myself slowing down a little bit, but I had gotten my pace to where I'd run the last 10 miles at like a 7:30 clip. So I knew I could pull off a little bit and still hit my time. So yeah. that's how I did it was like, Hey, I've run up to 19 miles. I know I can run at this pace to 19 miles. And if I do, all I have to do is gut through it yeah. the last seven and stick to a slower pace, but I can still get it done and under my time. So that's what I did. But we got to mile 18. Um, hurting like a mother and then we get to 19 the top of the hill and i got a cramp in my upper two abs that felt like someone was stabbing me with a knife so i ran for half a mile with my hands over my head trying to breathe because i'm like if i stop my legs are locking up and i'm not finishing this race yeah. so like i at that point i was exhausted i was dying but then savior we get to mile 20 they had a pickle juice stand the first one i'll race so i'm like i'm running past grabbing as many things of pickle juice as i can slamming them and then finally my 
cramp goes away a little bit. And then for the last five miles was just like, I was deathly tired, but I was just like, I, I've got to do this. I was having mental battles with myself. I'm like, if you finish this, you get this. And if not, then you can't do this. I love that. Like, I'm just like giving myself ultimatums in my head. I'm just calling myself a pussy. Like, <laughs> like you just got to keep going. Just you know? fight your, fight yeah. your inner, my inner demons. demons. Yeah. yeah. It was a mental battle for the ages, but it was one that I'm proud of and I'm glad that I had it, you know? I, I love that. I love that. And, and coming from someone who's never ran a marathon, obviously, you know, every different marathon spot's got you know, different surroundings, different crowds. Did, did the crowd have any impact on you? I mean, obviously you're training and for you're, sure. you're running by yourself. Yeah, for okay. sure. So yeah, the, the training, it's like you're all by yourself, but the crowd, I mean, the signs were hilarious. There was one where like, you know, everybody has these goos that they give out and like that you buy for like energy gels or what they're called. And so it, the, the funniest sign was like, are, are you excited to see me? Or is that a goo in your pocket? Or is that a gel <laughs> in your pocket? And so like, it was just stuff like that. It's like, those were awesome and I would say that the people really helped because they're cheering you on like whenever you get to see people smiling like you're killing it you know great job great yeah. time you know you look great it's like that positive reinforcement helps but there were also some people that were such assholes because like they had like on mile 10 for instance when we're starting to round the lake the lady like there's a lady that has a sign yeah so there's a lady that had a sign at mile 10 and the sign said you know you're doing great but you're not even halfway there yet and I'm like, oh you gotta gosh. be kidding me, right? Because I'm like, I feel good, but like, I've also run 10 miles, and now in my head, I'm like, wait, I still have 16 miles left. To That's run. evil. It's evil. That's so evil. there were some people who tried to really get in your head, and I mean, I just took it as another battle that I had to go through. But it's like, that's not cool. Yeah. So like, yes, it helped for sure, but some people did not help. That's wild. If, like, she, if she ever listens to this, we hope you get a flat tire. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and like, there were there were some people that. Um, like we're handing out Snickers and like that helped. I was like, I remember vividly this lady handed me a Snickers and I was like, you're a legend. And, or I said like legendary or something like as I was running by and I like scarfed down the Snickers. But yeah, it was, uh, it was fun to like see all the people that were there. Everybody was, you know, happy for you. So it was cool. It was a cool that's, environment. That's awesome. So, uh, getting into a little bit of post race. So uh, again, your goal was, um, three and a half hours. You ended up running it in three hours, 28 minutes and 52 seconds. Yep. So hit your goal. That's uh, seven minutes and 58 seconds average. What was, other than being tired of shit, what, what was the feeling? Uh, a feeling of accomplishment. And the coolest part was Nina came and surprised me. So I had no idea she was going to be there. And I saw her as I was getting to the finish line, which gave me like a burst of energy. Cause like, that's just really cool that she would do that. And I had literally no idea. So she was like telling me she was going to solid core in the morning. Yeah. She told me her whole plan. I got to go show houses. She was actually at the airport about to get on the plane to come see me and surprise me. And she had a sign and all this stuff. So it was very, very cool. Shout out to her. She's the best. And she's very thoughtful and does stuff like that all the time which i'm very thankful for um but that was one of the coolest parts so i was ex so i was exhilarated to see her but um exhausted at the same time so i'm like bent over trying to drink water my legs are locking up because as i'm running to the finish line i had 0.2 miles left my quad started quivering so i was like oh fuck my legs are gonna <laughs> give out i was like i'm not gonna be able to finish and i'm at the finish line so but then i saw her and i was like no i'm finishing when i saw her so that really helped and then I just laid on the ground for a little bit. I literally felt like I was just dying and had nothing in my body. And then, and then obviously I had to have the post race beers, which I threw away immediately. Cause I'm like, I cannot drink a beer right now. And then I got a prime. 
I drank a Prime. Thought I was going to throw up after that. Shout out Prime. Shout out to Prime. <laughs> and then uh, afterwards, so my buddy Kaler, who lives in Dallas, um, <clears throat> or his family lives in Dallas, he actually came and saw me at the end as well, which was awesome. So shout out to him. Um, and then we all went to have lunch, um, and we had tacos at Torchy's Tacos. So okay. I got like fried chicken tacos and margaritas and stuff. And then after that, I felt great. And then. We were fortunate enough to go over to my buddy Matt's parents' house for dinner. And Matt wasn't even there, but he's my best friend from college. Um, and went over to his family's house and got to, you know, eat with them. And, you know, it was a great time. So it was an awesome trip. That's awesome, man. Uh, last question I've got for you. So what what advice would you could tell somebody who's training for a marathon right now or thinking about training for a marathon? What's your one piece of advice you would give? Um, so I, I think I have two things. So I would say one – Find a plan and stick to it because if you stick to the plan and you do everything in the plan, you're going to be prepared for the race, right? If you start making excuses for why you can't finish a certain run, you know, why you have to stop early on a run, why you need to not run or why you need to, you know, push something off, whatever it is, obviously there's some circumstances where you may have something in the morning, you may have to run on Sunday instead of Saturday, which is totally fine. But just logging the miles is the number one thing. And then two, just, I mean, mentally prepare yourself. Like, you know, it's going to be a hard fought battle. So like, you just need to know that like mind over matter. And when you do your training runs, as I'm sure you've figured out already over the first couple weeks of your training, you have a mental wall after X amount of miles. It's different for each person, but as soon as you break through it, you feel like a new person. So during your training runs, if you can teach yourself to break through that wall every single time, then once the race day comes, it's literally just finishing and just, you know, putting your, you know, action that you've already put in, in place during race day. And you just got to hope your nutrition goes well and your stomach doesn't have any issues. And if that's the case, then it's mind over matter at that point. So, I mean, I just say stick to the script and be ready for a hell of a mental battle. I love it, dude. Proud of you, man. Uh, awesome accomplishment. Appreciate you, dude. And yeah. Thank you for uh, taking the time to interview me. I uh, always love it. And uh, hopefully some people will get something out of this and hopefully people will start, start signing up for some races like you. Looking forward to Vegas in February. Hell yeah. We'll have Matt on after his race in February um, after he crushes it. And I'm excited to see where how far you've come at that point from your training. So appreciate you, dude. Yes, sir.